Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Vikings Happy Hour. We have a loaded show for you where we talk about the Vikings, obviously our favorite training camp memory, and if the Vikings are being slept on this season. So grab your beverage and join us for the first episode of the new Vikings season. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Skull! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. This week, along with every other week, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I am excited. Excited is is an understatement. I have been, like, kind of pulling back on Twitter and and. Today I just I just let loose. I couldn't I couldn't help myself. Seeing football players making catches in shorts, like it's it's training camp is here, Ryan, um, and it feels good to to sit here behind the screen and, and chat with you and Dave once again. So, how are you, first of all? And then piggyback that with uh, your favorite training camp memory. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it's uh, excited for the football season. Like you, seeing all of the different uh, videos popping up, interviews popping up. Like, just there's an excitement that you know the, the the fact that we've had three four weeks with pretty much nothing, right? You uh, know, mini camps or anything, just pure break. Um, so, so coming back from that and, and seeing all that and, and, and the excitement, seeing the different um, clips you seeing from Kevin O'Connell and how jazzed yeah. up he is with the players, yeah. and it just seems like a new feel. I feel like we said this last year, but it really does feel like a different team right now um, in terms of just energy levels, um, confidence, all of that. So, really, really, really excited for the season. Um, Favorite training camp memory? Um, you know, I have quite a few, honestly. I, I'm from Mankato initially. Like, uh, like that's okay. where I grew up. So I grew up with training camp. So there's a ton of memories there. But I'm going to go with, uh, I think it was like when my kid was just under one years old, uh, my, my oldest, Brandon. So this is probably nine years ago or so. And we, um, we took him to training camp. My mom and I actually, just because I, I brought him down to visit, and Adrian Peterson was on the team still, and Chad Greenway, and and uh, Harrison Smith. He was kind of young in his career at that point. So we had all these this talent, and we're, we're right on like the sidelines, right? And my mom, she's nuts. She literally, if you guys ever meet her, she's absolutely nuts. But she's a great lady, but just nuts. She like just takes Brandon, my son, and like just basically threw him into Adrian Peterson's arms. <laughs> and and then so we can get a picture with him and everything. So I still have the photo. It's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, and uh, he took a picture with Harrison Smith. He took a picture with Chad Greenway. Um, so that that was a really fun, cool memory. And and then the next year, Chad, uh, I printed the picture and Chad Greenway signed it. Um, I wasn't able to get AP or Harrison Smith's signature on theirs, but um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, how about you, Dave? Oh, I've never been to a uh, a training camp. Unfortunately, Ever? no, I have because not. Since before I was born, you never been to Vikings no, training. not to a training camp. I've been to games, but not to training camp. Figured However, you would have came down when you were in North Dakota. I no, I I wish I had, but no, that wasn't the case. I do have one of my favorite. I saw a picture of today, and I'm trying to remember. It was five, six, seven, eight years ago, and it was uh, Daily Norseman's own Eric Thompson and Arif. Uh, 
walking out. Arif's yeah. in his Captain America's t-shirt, and they're leading the team onto the field. And I do believe that was one of the years that climbing the pocket, or not climbing the pocket, but Daley Norseman was allowed to go up there and represent. Yeah. It was a good year. Absolutely. Well, shit, Dave, you haven't been to the stadium yet. You haven't been to a Vikings training camp. One year, you're just going to have to come up and stay for like three weeks, and we'll get you a training camp, the end of it, and then you can – we want to get you to a regular season game. This year would have been perfect. You could have gone to the, the Packer one, but – Nah, it, it'll happen eventually. Well, if you, if you do want to come up, I am trying to get rid of my Bears tickets right now. So what you, week is that? For a game. Uh, that would be an emotional game for me because the very first game I saw was a Bears game. Oh, really? At the old Met. Oh, man. 1969. My, uh, my dad was an avid Bears fan. And he took us to the game. It was November. And, it was cold, cold. Uh, and I, was, I was just a kid. I was six years old. And uh, I still remember... Some of the memories, the visions of being in the stands, looking down onto the field. But it was it was a Bears game. And he always followed the Bears, right? And we'd have great Sunday conversations about football. We both love football. We were, I was third generation in the family playing football. He loved and we'd have great conversations. But he was always for the Bears. And every week we'd have conversations, but when it came to Vikings Bears week, oh then the shit flew. We were talking smack both ways. It was something. It was fun. That's awesome, man. I, How about you, Matt? I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think here. So I've only been, I've been to uh, training camp a handful of times in Mankato. I did go a couple years uh, ago at the the new facility in Egan. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just like a general memory, but there was something about like being a kid and like just huddling up. Oh, no. We've got frozen internet. Uh, no. I know. Ryan, I think that means we need to switch topics and talk about Oklahoma players that are on the Vikings. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I don't know what happened there. No, we're, that's we're, still, we're still in the new house, so we got we the internet stuff we're going to have to figure out uh, when we do live shows. But uh, like I was saying, just standing up by the fence asking for autographs as a kid, um, probably my favorite uh, moments, so... When it actually happened, it, it's just fantastic, right? Like that's true. That's true. I, yeah, I remember. I was. I don't know. I got enough uh, well, autographs to give to a bunch well, of kids. <laughs> one, one one last training camp story. I'll tell you guys. This is actually this probably this might be my favorite one actually. So AP gets drafted. Obviously, Dave just mentioned Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? Huge fan. I freaked out whenever he was drafted. I ran around my friend's house like like a madman, and. That summer was the summer that we graduated high school. So my buddies and I were just like trying to live our best summer life, right? Just having a great time. I th- well, yeah, that, yeah, that was that summer. Um, and um, we happened to just be going down. This, it was the same day that the I-35 bridge fell. Mm-hmm. So my, 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 my buddy's mom was like calling him, like freaking out, like, are you up there? Are you up there? Right? We were down in Mankato. And uh, we went to the we went to the, um, the the gas station to grab some stogies for whatever reason, it, probably just some dumb stuff, right? But and uh, and when we got there, AP just signed his contract that day, and it was 
chilling with like this brand new BMW fancy car. And I'm like, I have to go up. I have to. So I walk up oh, up to him and he's like, hey, hey I, he took a picture of me and whatnot. And he goes, hey, I'll give you guys $100 to help me wipe down my rims. <laughs> so my buddies and I just got on our hands and knees with these you know, wet towels and we started wiping down his rims and trying to you know, buff up the car a little bit just to like have that experience. And he, he paid us money for it. Cool. And, uh, and we all got, we all got pictures with him and he broke my hand. It was, it was fantastic. It was a really cool experience. Uh, well, now we've started the 2022 training camp, which are either, are either of you going? I'm going to try to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, it, it's it's tough, you know, when you're when you're working. Otherwise, you got to go on like a Friday or Saturday when they have the night practice. Um, yeah. Those are packed. It, it, it was a lot better to go during the day uh, when, you, when you didn't have to work because there's not as many people. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'll try to take the kid. I'm not 100 percent sure what day yet, but I'm going to try to take the kid out there. Well, let's let's talk about this. And, I, and I've seen my internet kind of crap out again here, so. If it continues to go, just keep carrying the conversation. It'll come back. But, uh, you know, I think I think when we look into to this season, um, historically when you have a new head coach, especially a new GM too, you know, both of them, expectations are pretty low. Um, and I think yesterday, Ryan, you even sent me a DM about what the USA Today had. I think they had the Lions finishing ahead of the Vikings in the NFC North this season. Same record um, ahead of us, technically, yep. Yeah, but by all accounts, I think that this team has improved since last year. Um, somehow, I, I'm i a little surprised that they were able to pull off a Zedarius Smith signing. Um, they moved on from some vets, but vets like Anthony Barr, you know, not too concerning to me uh, at, at his stage in his career. Um they brought in a lot of competition at right guard, so they're ready for that competition in, in training camp, and I'm ready to watch that, so we'll get to that later. Um, but then you start off with Quasey's comments in the USA Today article that, are, in my opinion, are getting a little overblown, and I'm now concerned about the, uh, the transparency that we will not get moving forward from Quasey. I tweeted about that today, but... Um, you know, I heard Pat McAfee talking about it today, and, and, and now I just feel like everyone is kind of gunning for the Vikings. Like, nah, they, they're starting off on the, the wrong foot. Kirk Cousins, and we're getting Kirk Cousins-Mike Zimmer, Zimmer drama from, like, last year. Um, and so I just kind of feel, as we head into this season, people are sleeping on us because I, I personally think we're going to take a step forward this year, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Defense is to be determined, but new scheme, you can get some guys pretty energetic. I know Eric Kendricks, you know, he was interviewed today feeling very confident, um, saying that he knows this game inside and out. Um, I mean, he's coming in on year eight now, so I'd hope so. But what, what are your thoughts, Ryan, on that? Do you, do you think the Vikings are being slept on, or do you think the national media is, you know, viewing them in, you know, the correct lens, I, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I think it just kind of depends on the publication you're reading, right? So I, I've read some publications that say we're probably going to be in like the, you know, what, what would it be now, 10 and 7, 10 and 7 range. You know, that US, was it USA Today was 8 and 9. So like you have that kind of range. And 
honestly, I can't really say that you, we should be above that or below that, right? Like we have shown year in and year out over the last few years that uh, that's very true, Steve. Uh, we've shown uh, you know, that we're going to be that hovering around 500 team, right? So are, are we being slept on? I think maybe a little bit, again, depending on the publication you're reading. But I do think that this uh, drama that's coming out now about just Kirk Cousins in general, right? The Zimmer stuff, the now um, Quasi stuff, it's all talking heads needing something to talk about, right? Like, I, I don't think that there's really much to read into this. It's not like the guy said, oh, Kirk Cousins is ass, right? Like, he said he's a good quarterback. He's not Tom Brady. Okay. I, I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to sit here and be offended by that comment because what has he done? He definitely yeah. No, and I don't think Kirk is. I mean, again, I, I don't know Kirk Cousins on a personal level, but he seems to be a relatively level-headed, even-keel kind of guy. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't think that he's going to sit here and be like, yep, I should be talked in the same breath as Tom Brady. So I think it's being overblown a little bit. But from the perspective of um, being slept on, you know, I, I look at our season. I look like I, I'm a little bit more optimistic than I probably should be. I had a I, we had a happy hour with a few of us uh, last week, and you know s some of the individuals in that conversation were maybe a little bit more down than I was on the Vikings heading into the season, um, as to be expected. But um, overall, I, I think that to your point, our offense has improved um, just with having an offensive-minded head coach, having a a guy who comes from a offensive mind or that that offensive minded tree of Sean McVay who is going to be a little bit more aggressive with throwing the football and coming up with some creative plays and a lot of motion which I think is key for any offense to be successful um, did you see couple, uh, did you see the jet sweep with with Justin Jefferson and the Kevin O'Connell mic'd up thing there we go I did just, you, yeah, kind of just put it out there, right? Yeah, yeah. in the Zimmer era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, you, you you see some of those dynamics. Justin Jefferson's a year um, a year progressed in his skill set now. Um, KJ Osborne's probably going to take another leap. Hopefully, Thielen can stay healthy. Dalvin can stay healthy, and you know, with an improved, hopefully, offensive line uh, and and now healthy Irv Smith, we our offense should be you know ready to roll. Uh, to your point. Defense is subject to, you know, we, we have to wait and see what we're going to get out of that. But you take a look at uh, what Steve's comment was earlier. They can't be much worse than they were last year, at least in the second half. I think they're actually pretty solid in the first half until Daniel Hunter got hurt. He's healthy now. Yeah. And you have or a running mate with him. Of each, or, or just the final two minutes of the first half. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, I think we're going to see an improvement there. Um, I think we're going to see an improvement play uh, at the play at cornerback. You're already seeing um, some high or maybe not highlights, but you're seeing some positive, oh, speak, uh, positive speak coming from Andrew Booth already, which was my boy. Um, you're, you're seeing, uh, you know, a lot of positivity coming from Lewis Seen and, and what he's doing out at camp. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of re uh, reasons to be optimistic in my opinion. Dave, what about you? I, I saw a couple, uh, a couple looks you gave Ryan in, in his little spiel. Are, you know, do you think we're being slept on? Are you overconfident, not confident enough? No, I nationwide, the national press, 
they're sleeping on the Vikings. They're going on. They're doing everything. Vegas says we're now nine wins. It used to be eight, eight and one. You know, nine wins. Okay, that's fine. They're going off of that. They're going off of what happened last year. They aren't looking at, and that very well may turn out. We may end up five hundred, but they aren't looking out, looking at the potential of what should happen. Especially if everybody stays healthy. I think Cook is going to be healthier. I love the sports science aspect of the new regime coming in. Mm -hmm. Cook is literally in his prime as a running back. This is that prime year. So he should be good. We're going to pass first, right, versus running the 1995 run first offense. We're going to be passing more. You have Justin Jefferson, who that third year for a wide receiver is usually their big year when they get it, you know, type mm-hmm. year. You've got that coming. He has the motivation that he's not the best wide receiver in the league, and that's his goal. I'm cool with that. Let that be. I think K.J. Osborne could be better. ISM could be better. Heck, even B.C. Johnson can be better. Um and then you have Naylor, the new kid. I think the wide receiver room is pretty talented. Adam Thielen, I think, will be the wise old man. I hope he goes like, you know, Carter and those guys, you know, trusted in the red zone, nice possession stuff. He's not going to be burning anybody, but he knows how to get open, catch the football, let him do The offense, I think, has absolute room to shine. I think the offensive line gets markedly better. I worry about Bradbury in the middle, and I worry about the right guard. But we'll see who wins the right guard battle. I look forward to that. I think the defense is much improved. You talked about interviews today. Daniil Hunter was on there. He goes, it is so nice to be free and able to move around. This is going to be fun. And he was just all pumped and excited. And he goes, all I want to do is rush from the edge and get the quarterback. You know, hey, that's that's wonderful. That's what you want to hear from your edge rushers. And with Smith doing that same thing, they're going to cause havoc for Darisaw and O'Neal in practice. But it's going to be fun to watch when it gets on the field. And I think the middle guys, um, Tomlinson was interviewed today. He likes the fact that he's got a horrible Harry in the middle next to him. And with the ends taking up so much occupation of offensive coordinators minds it's going to open up those middle guys for better production i can't yep. wait so I, and, uh, and honestly i think that the 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 defensive side of the ball season really rests on the shoulders of hunter and and smith if they can stay healthy and they can do what they have done in the past our team our defense is going to look a heck of a lot better than it would than it did last year now, if yep. one of them goes down or both go down because they both haven't been the model of health over the last few <laughs> seasons, we're going to be in a lot of trouble because the depth behind them isn't very strong, in my opinion, and our corners are not strong enough at this point in their careers to be able to hold down you know, th- that secondary for very long. So they need that pressure to kind of come in and, and disrupt the quarterback. So uh, we'll, we'll see, though. You never know. I mean, Don, Ed Donatel is a good defensive mind, so we'll see what he brings. 
yeah, it comes from the, the Vic Fangio uh, tree of defensive minds. So I'm excited to see that. And Dave, to your point, the interviews today, um, I forget which beat writer it was, but they 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 called out Zadarius Smith's energy specifically. Um, and the one thing I've always thought about the Vikings defense um, in their Zimmer, Zimmer era, there was no guy outside of Everson Griffin who really was like a stand on the table, like, let's get this group pumped up. Um, they've all, not, not that they're not leaders in their own their own ways, but there right. were no. They're, they're quiet. Kendricks they're, is yeah. quiet. Hitman yep. Harris is is quiet. Um, yeah, Barr was. Barr was, was relatively quiet. quiet. You know, they don't have the raw rust. Now they have Harrison Phillips and they have Zadarius yep. Smith. Yeah, Both Lewisine will be that guy, I'm sure, too. Yeah, Lewis and I was about to say Lewisine, gonna... and, and I think Andrew Booth maybe a little bit, too. So you're going to get some some new energy on that team, and I think that is is what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm, I'm down for the the people who are going to call people out on the sidelines and, and, and get them back in the game. Now, it's not to say they never did it, because I'm sure they, they did it in their own subtle way, like Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks, but... Uh, I'm, I'm very eager to see that that Zedarius Smith energy on that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, this team's going to hopefully play furious and fast, and to open up Week One against Green Bay is going to be uh, man, it's it's going to be awesome. That stadium's going to be rocking. I'll be uh, at that not- game with my wife. <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun. You could sell those tickets for a lot of money, but. You'll probably have better memory. I usually I usually do sell them, but uh, not the first game of the year. First game of the year always belongs to uh, to Brooke. So, um, well, we're not quite there yet. We got we got three preseason games. We got cut down day. Um, so as training camp just starts today, Ryan, I'll toss it to you because I'm sure my internet will shit out here in just a second. Um, <laughs> who who has the most to prove in training camp uh, this season? You can pick an offense, defense. You can pick a unit. I, I don't care, but uh, it's it's a chance, and it happens every year. Somebody shines. Um, I think last year it was kind of a combination of Irv Smith and KJ Osborne. Um, Irv went down, but KJ, you know, he was rock solid. Seven touchdowns last year. He was phenomenal um, for wide receiver three. But who do you think is has the most to prove as we head into you know this this training camp? Yeah, I'll start on defense first, um, and and really, it's going to be it, it's it's between two people. Really, it, it's that fight for that um, CB two spot, right? So it's going to be Andrew Booth and Cam Dantzler. So, and, and who knows? Maybe they both went out, and 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 pa- Patrick Peterson gets pushed to the slot, or or is kind of the CB you know three behind those two. The but, rotational uh, guy. Yeah. The rotational, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I think that. that Essentially, it's going to be a battle between those two to get that CB2 or CB1 spot, whatever you want to say. Um, and, I, I, again, I, I love Booth. I loved his game out of college. He played hurt almost all his college career, and he still was uh, a high-level pick. Yes, Irv Smith is fully healthy according to reports, so he should be good to go this year. Um, what, but didn't I see he was working off on the side today? I don't was, think I was, saw that. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but um, but anyway, yeah. So um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Andrew Booth just because he was he's the rookie here and he has the higher draft capital technically by a round of 
uh, drafting there. So Andrew Booth on defense, I think he has a lot to prove. Can he stay healthy? Can he live up to the hype of at once, one point in time, a top 10 pick in the NFL draft uh, being you know, like looked at as a top 10 pick, falling down to, I think, what was it, 46? Um, so so that's that's number one. Number On the offensive side, I got I got to say it's got to be Garrett Bradbury. And this is his final year with us unless he can show to be some sort of as something other than a uh, was a matador like like he's he's got to show to be more than that. Um and I think there are names out in free agency still right now um that are out there that um could still be signed. We have 14 million dollars in cap space, which is like top six top seven in the league right now we have the ability to go out there and sign somebody so if he comes out in camp and harrison phillips is tossing him around like a rag doll and dalvin tomlinson is swim moving him you know into oblivion we may go and call for a jc treader to come in and, and and fill that spot so he has a lot to prove in camp uh that not only can we rely on him to not call in uh one of these free agent guys to come in and take his job but also solidify the center line of the line. I mean, we already have issues at right guard. Jesse Davis was taken first team reps this week. Who knows who it's going to be by the end of the year? But we need to make sure that that line's solid because for this offensive system to work well, we really need that offense to gel together. Again, they don't need to be a bunch of aces, but they need to gel together. And the more time we lose with Bradbury not being the guy, that just provides less time for the new guy to come in and and and, and be part of that gel. That you don't sense. think Chris Reed could take that spot? He's been running uh, the twos. 100% could. Um, I, I, J.C. Treader is tried and true, right? Like he's proven. Except to for his top. knees, yes. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, he, he's been a top guy in this league. Um, again, who knows where – I mean, he's not signed for a reason right now, right? So there's probably some – something that I'm just not aware of. But just from his play in the past, he's a top-end center in the league, and I'm, I'm not sure why we haven't even brought him in, at least as competition. I mean, let him let him be the number two guy, and Chris Reed can kick yeah, over. Yeah, but it could be like right card. Anthony Barr, and he's got degenerative knees that it's just One-year one deals are just fine until those knees completely crap out on you. Yeah, shoot him up yeah. full of cortisone and some other stuff and let him go. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Well, who are your uh, camp, um, you know, people who need to stand out of camp? I've got one real big one on the offensive side. Um, Let's hear it. The one and only, Kirk Cousins. The most approved. Yes. Because okay. if he comes out, he is now in a system with a quarterback, with a head coach that likes him, that yep. in an offensive, offense that will play to his wants and needs and be tailored to it more now that I think previous offenses were tailored to him. He's got to come out and bust that five, I'm a 500 quarterback bubble. Uh, not only for himself to earn his next biggest paycheck, which hopefully he's not for the Vikings unless he wins the Super Bowl, but wherever it is, he's got the most to prove that he can do it, and that Mike Zimmer was the problem and it wasn't him, right? We'll see if that's the case this season. I hope he does. I really do. I hope he thrives. I hope he takes 
the one single season passing record from Dante Culpepper. I hope yep. he makes Justin Jefferson an absolute superstar, right? It's just, but the pressure on the offense is his. It's absolutely his. On the defensive side, I would, it's probably Daniil Hunter, like Yoshi's saying. Uh, Daniil is healthy, but he's missed yep. two seasons, you know, or the majority of two seasons because of his health. If he stays healthy, that defense is awfully hard to beat. And, uh, you know, you do it that way. And I, I'm taking the vets on that. Do I want some rookies to step up? Yeah, I'd love to see Booth step up win a job. I'd love to see Ed Ingram in particular win a job. And, you know, I suspect sign will. I look forward to the three combination, three safeties. But it's for most to prove, for me, it's Kirk Cousins. He's got to step out of that. I'm just a 500 quarterback guy. Yeah, I I think that's a valid point. And, you know, um, our, our friend of the show and at score North Judd Zolgad, I think he tweeted it out the other day. Um, all Viking fans will be on the same page when the season concludes about Kirk Cousins. Like there, there have been, I don't want to say excuses, but there have been reasons for Kirk Cousins uh, in the past. And he literally has it all now. He's got a coach that supports him. He's got an average offensive line. He's got a plethora of offensive weapons. It's more than most teams. Yes, way more than most teams. It's all there now, finally for him. So, whether he's good or he's bad, there is going to be no, there should be no disagreement when the season concludes. Um, I want to go and, to and I, and I real quick. Uh, and I okay. saw a tweet that came in the other day, or uh, that was sent out the other day, um, around the fact that Kirk Cousins is going to be the better quarterback in all but three games this year. Now, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily agree with that, right? I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to rank Kirk Cousins over Dak or over Kyler Murray like this tweeter exactly. had, uh, <laughs> had like this tweeter had had put out there. But uh, even if he's a better than you know every quarterback he'll face outside of the five of those five games, um, that means that you know better quarterback typically that team typically wins. So that means that we should be looking at a 12 and 5 season if that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. That's up for him to show us show us that he is that guy. It is up to him for him to go toe to toe with Dak Prescott, with Kyler Murray and prove in a, unequivocally that he's better than those two guys and yeah. go up against Aaron Rodgers who probably has beaten. his worst team who he's beaten and who is probably has the worst team of the two and show out and, and beat him twice this season, right? Like we got to, cu- he's got to come in and, and show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do have a good defense, but you know, we, we, we got to come in and show up uh, for those games. And, and he has to do that. He has to take the reins. He has to make the no look pass to Cooper cup uh, in yep. the biggest game of the year to, to, to keep the game alive. Right. Like, um, and if he can show that, I think there's going to be a lot of supporters here. Um, now, if he plays the dink and dunk, you know, continue to play the dink and dunk game uh, to a 500 record, we know who we have. And uh, like the friend of the show, Eric Eager from PFF, has said, Kirk's always playing for the other team as well. Yeah, Meaning the next contract. The next contract. The next contract, he's playing for that next contract. So, yeah, if, it, if it's a... Uh, you know, 
Justin Jefferson in tight coverage one-on-one or a dump off to CJ Ham. What what play is he going to make this year now that he has the confidence of the coach? Yeah. I want to go we'll back see quick. Who, to, we'll see who he is. To Skull Purple Podcast question. Um, and it, it'll kind of lead into my training camp question as well. But uh, what does the team have to do at a minimum for this season to be deemed a success? So first off, everybody's opinion is going to be a little bit different about what the success of this team looks like this year. Um New head coach, new GM, you know, new offense and defensive scheme. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like you could deem five hundred a success. I don't think you should. Um, I think this team is too talented to have five hundred. I guess you can't be five hundred anymore. But you, you sure get what I'm saying. Eight, eight, and one. Well, <laughs> God damn it, Dave! Now you did it. That's it. <laughs> That's Nailed what I've been it. saying all oh, off season. Shit. Um, the tie will be against the Lions. God, that's even worse. Um, you could say that a 500 season is successful. Um, I think I actually think it's playoffs. And the only reason I say that now is just because of the addition of the the, the extra wild card team. Um, this team is, like I said, too talented to not get to that point. Like they're. They were almost there last but, but, year but, but, in last on, year's dysfunction. Sure, but you're saying that they're too talented to not do that. So that's expectation. That's not success, right? Like, that's right. That's, that's that sets the floor. Like, like, yeah, playoffs should be the floor for this team, given the talent they have on offense, the aggressiveness that they'll likely have on offense, these hopefully okay, okay. improved defense. Minimum, so you we should be looking at playoffs. You don't deem playoffs a success then for this season? No. I need a, a win in the playoffs, get to the divisional round. That I think that would be successful. Bold. That's bold. I'm not, that's- I'm not saying they will. I'm saying that's what I would deem success. Actually, if honestly, if anything, if they land anywhere around 500 and don't make the playoffs, that's actually a failure more so than them going – five and 12 and missing the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like I'd much Barring major them, injuries. Right. I'm just saying yeah. I, I'd much rather them suck than be average, like suck or be good. Don't be average. And we need to, and, and with the, the talent that's on this team, they're too talented to suck. So they need to get to that playoffs and win a game or two to, for this season to be successful. In my opinion. Okay, Dave. I, I I see you're I, nodding your head. Are you similar boat as Ryan? No, I'm I'm similar to Ryan. But the biggest thing to me, for probably what I would call it success, and I agree with Ryan, getting to that point in the playoffs minimum, is that I want them to find an identity. I want them to establish themselves as we are the new Vikings. We're okay. going to come out and kick your ass. Just like the old ones did in the snow back at the old Met. We don't give a shit. If you run on us, we're going to stop you. If you pass on us, we're going to stop you. And no matter what, we're going to score 30, 35, 40, even a 50 burger if we have to. Because we are the new Vikings. I want to see that identity come into uh, into reality. 
because we haven't had that in the last few years. This is the best. This is the best season to surprise the NFL. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's like there are no expectations for this team. I think that's that's the real thing here. There are no expectations for this team, so you can play loose and you can you can find your identity and kick the sh- shit out of these teams. Like you said, Dave, put a fifty burger on some of these folks and really just stomp your way to the playoffs because there are no expectations. It's, I think it's next year that I think we really will want to sit and watch this team and how they react to the first year. Uh, but that's getting way too far ahead of ourselves here. So, well, and, like I, I mean, said, you, t- you take a look at the schedule, though. There is zero reason this team shouldn't be in playoffs. Like, right. And zero reason. I mean, we're, we're playing some teams. That, I mean, granted, I'll give Detroit the benefit of the doubt. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Like they lost a lot of close games, like we did. So that what did Which they end up with? Three, three, and whatever, two and whatever. They're going to be better than that team was last year, and and I think you're going to see a lot more wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no reason this team should be losing to that team. There is no reason we should be losing to the Jets. There's no reason we should. I mean, we should be Jets. battling. Jets are talented, though. Or Jets, Jets have a lot of talent, I should say. They've they got have a legend quarterback. Young talent. They need Just to develop. Like remember saying they, this. They're today. not. They're not beating. They shouldn't be beating a relatively veteran team like us. Well, the Bills shouldn't have beat us. You know, what was it Josh Allen's rookie year? I'm just saying that there's a lot of talent on and that. No, but you're right. They shouldn't have, and they did, and that was the issue. That that was yeah. the issue. Now, one of the reasons why I think they should go into the playoffs should hopefully win the division and then win games in the playoffs is because of the approach they took in the offseason. They didn't go for a rebuild. They went for basically a run it back and then add a few extra spices into that, Zedaria Smith in particular type stuff. They're choosing saying, no, we can win now. So they chose that route. So a losing season does not, barring major injury, if Kirk Cousins' leg falls off tomorrow, we're in Hurtonville. Um, but barring that, there needs to be, they need to win because they've already said, no, sub 500 is not good enough. We're not going with that route. We're bringing it back. We can win with the team, basically the team we had last year, only with better coaches and a few additions. We expect to win the division. I fully expect they, they need to win the division. I could care less about Green Bay. They're due to fall on their faces. Um, win know, the Dave, division. Dave, Dave, before we go to our, our, our last topic here, what did you think of Aaron Rodgers' uh, his, uh, his walk-in entrance, I would say? And by the way, the one thing I want to call out, um, no one's talking about the fact that he just drops his bag halfway through that video. I'm like, an, is there a bag? Is somebody collecting bags there? Or did he... Is that staged? And I think That's it's staged. Or he just got so caught up in the camera on him, and he's just like, screw the bag. Got sucked just... in, chest out, walking, preening. Did you like that, though, Dave? Uh, did you want to see Kirk do that? No. <laughs> I didn't want to see Rogers do that. Wow. Um, before, before we switch to our last topic here, 
Um, a shout out to just everybody in the chat here. It's it's been a while, but you guys are doing great and in, in, in lighting up the comments. So thank you for that. I see some familiar names, and I hope to continue to see here you back here every week now for the next God. I don't know through 20, February, March. Weeks. Yeah, we we made it through through uh, April, and then we had to yeah, take April. a break through the draft. Um, anyway. Uh, Ryan, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Dave here. But we talked about who's got the most to prove in training camp this year. I think you guys called out some good ones. Kirk Cousins, Daniil Hunter, um, Andrew Booth, Garrett Bradbury I think is a good one too. I think Irv is a really good one. I think there's a lot of potential there with Irv Smith. Um, I like the potential there. I don't think he's really proved anything quite yet. Um, so that, I think I – think if I were to pick an offensive one, I think it'd probably be Andrew or not Andrew, Irv mm-hmm. Smith. Um, defensive side of the ball, I think it's Cam Dantzler. I want to see how he does. He's officially out of Mike Zimmer's doghouse, like a hundred percent. Like he can't get in there. So let's see how he uh, he reacts with with the new coaching staff and a, a very touching uh, picture with him walking in with a Gladney jersey, um, kind of dedicating his season to him. So. I hope it all works out for him, but that would be probably be probably be my my most approved this training camp. But as far as training camp as a whole goes, what what should we look for? Like, it, it's really hard. Like, I know I get excited about about the guys in shorts making cool plays, but the pads aren't on. It's not a game. What can we pull from training camp that's tangible? That's you know points to some sort of success. Yeah, um, no, that's a good question. I, I mean, obviously, we, we want to see that continuity with the line. I think that's going to be a very uh, strong indicator of a strong season for us. But this is going to be kind of silly, but I want to see a few Kirk Cousins interceptions. And I don't mean like dumb interceptions like he threw the ball, one. right? We see got one. one today. Uh, yeah, Booth, right? Yeah. So, but I want to, I want to see that. I do. I, I want to see him taking aggressive shots downfield. And if that means that they gets, you know, PBU or an interception, I'm okay with that. I want to see that offense and more specifically Kirk Cousins be a little bit more aggressive. And then I hope that translates to game day. Now obviously not the interception side, but the aggressiveness side. Um, honestly, I think that Kirk Cousins being more aggressive turns last year's what were we eight nine or eight yeah eight nine to maybe maybe ten and seven right like and, and we're in the playoffs at that point right like I, I think that him being more aggressive is is, is going to be a huge defining defining factor of how this season's going to go so that's kind of what I want to see um, I know it kind of sounds silly you don't want your quarterback throwing interceptions but we're practicing it doesn't matter. Just make try to make the plays, get comfortable with making tight throws downfield to your playmakers and seeing what they do with it. I hope you know that I'm going to clip that specific moment and and just say Ryan wants Kirk to throw more interceptions. <laughs> That's hey, fine. It it does work. Aaron Rodgers yeah. uses that in the preseason to throw all sorts of weird balls. Um Tom Brady used to do it that I know of. I think uh Patrick Mahomes does it. Preseason or the training camp is the experimental time for them too, right? Where they can test their limits to know what they can do, 
to know how their receivers are going to respond. By all means, press those limits. You know, bust that envelope. Find out where it is. My my yeah. favorite is my favorite is people on Twitter overreacting to interceptions in preseason. Like like it matters. Kirk threw it one today, people were up Let in arms. Baker threw one today. Oh, people are all up in arms. Like like again, I'm just saying like all the you can throw a show. I can't get through show. No. But like again, you you look at all the different quarterbacks that throw but and then like some are more amplified than others, like the Kirks, because he has a a, a ton of people who just aren't on his side you have the bakers who pretty much everyone from cleveland all the fans from cleveland that hated him were all up on the panthers dms like he sucks you guys should have known right but and then like <laughs> mahomes or rogers throws interceptions and you don't even hear about it because why because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but they like the media needs to amplify something to you know make it worse than it actually is Dave, do you do you have anything? I know Ryan. Uh, you know he said he's looking for more interceptions from Kirk Cousins. What are you What are you looking forward to um, out of Vikings training camp? I I can't wait to see the big ground bellies, both on the offense and the defense. Uh, they're limited. I think it's I heard eleven padded practices. I thought it was twelve, but eleven. And then the three preseason games, and especially the starters that aren't going to play a ton. I hope they play more than the the weapons behind them. I want to see how those guys are looking this season. Dave, did you uh, did you hear the um, the analogy that I forget which player it was, but what they described Dalvin Tomlinson as a, a fire hydrant in in a yes. dog park uh, where. And no, it was Harrison Phillips was the one that originally said, this is what it's like. They asked Tomlinson about it, and he goes, <laughs> oh, I don't right. know what he said. And Tomlinson said, or the reporter said, they said, Phillips said this. And it's Tomlinson like, is, you know, no, yeah, that's a good description. <laughs> that I thought you'd like that. I thought of you. Yep. Nose tackles. Like playing the fire hydrant. Be the fire hydrant. What's that feel like? When stray dogs come by and piss on you all the time, mm-hmm. um, but you can't move. I, I think I, I think I might be on board with with what Dave's saying here in the terms of like the offense and defensive line. I think I'm more interested, um, or what I'm looking for, I guess, is is to see how the offensive line works as a unit. Um, one of Kevin O'Connell's biggest things that he touched on in his offensive coordinator days and back with Washington um, is his ideal offense has a very unpredictable offensive line, uh, meaning that they can, they're the Jack of all trades. They can do it all. Um, and so I, I'll be curious to, to kind of watch that unit uh, through some of these padded practices, see how they move, um, see what kind of tricks they got up their sleeves, how they respond to, to certain rushes from the defense um, well, even rushing it, we're going from a wide zone scheme to a mid zone scheme. So where they put their hats on the defenders is yeah. slightly different. It's, so. it's going to be a, a new, new look offense and defense for us. It's going to be strange. Um, and, and I think the worst part, worst and best part, the worst part is like, we're really not going to see this stuff until the regular season. Like they're not going to tip their hand, their hat too much in, uh, uh, in preseason here, so 
Uh, and and how, how about Munt having a great day, apparently? I didn't hear that? that. I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. apparently, apparently he had a couple big catches, uh, one over scene, one one over somebody else. But, yeah, apparently he was just having a day today. Maybe uh, maybe Kevin O'Connell was on to something. Hey, I think so. we'd like a good tight end, too. <laughs> um, well, that, that's kind of all I had had planned for, for tonight's show, but I'll, I'll toss it to you guys one more time. If you have anything else that you want to share just about tr- coming into training camp, um, I know it hasn't really started. I mean, there was one thing today, but today is day um, one of training camp. We'll get, uh, we'll get more as time goes on here, but, uh, any, any other final takeaways from either Ryan or Dave here? No, I, I think that, you know, again, just excited. I mean, that's all. I mean, so excited that we jumped on this show. We had a little hiatus there, and uh, I know, excited, man. excited to have something to talk about finally again. Something to actually watch on Twitter because I, God, in that <laughs> month of like nothingness, it was just a bunch of political garbage and all that crap that you don't want to see on Twitter, but you're seeing it because there's nothing else to talk about. So I, I'm glad to get back into football. Glad to get back into Vikings football. Um, yes. and, and another team I won't mention that I'm excited for. Um, but yes, it's, it's, uh, it's just an exciting, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. <laughs> Dave, I'm going to cut you off. You don't get anything else to say just because Dave's got his own show on Saturdays, which mm-hmm. Dave hasn't stopped by the way. Dave just keeps working. Oh, working, we took working. one weekend off. Oh, one weekend. Slacker. Um, yeah. <laughs> Felt that way too. D- did it? Yeah. God, I wonder what you guys say about us. <laughs> uh, but no, we are back officially. It's Vikings Happy Hour. Um, I want to thank Ryan and Dave for joining me again tonight. Everybody in the chat, if you're listening to this um, live or on the podcast, um, head over to our YouTube channel and click subscribe. Um, I know we've been gone for a little bit, but we have some high aspirations this year. I'd really like to see us get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the football season. It's a tall, tall task, and we'll need your help, listeners and viewers. Um, But we can do it. I believe we can. So um, like, subscribe, go over to YouTube. We will be here every single Wednesday night from this point forward. Um, Maybe not both of us, but one or the other or both will always be here. And some special news that we have starting next week, we are bringing on board a fellow Climb in the Pocket member, uh, Miles Gorham. He will be joining the show full-time. He is leaving, leaving in the huddle, uh, which was originally our Tuesday night show, um, and he will be joining Ryan, I, and Dave over here on Vikings Happy Hour. So come back. Plus guests. Yes, plus guests. Um I'm going to leave the surprise for next week, but we do have a guest next week um, that I think everyone will recognize as soon as he comes on the show. So uh, I'll pass it over to Dave here for any announcements, but thank you everybody for joining us tonight and we will see you next week. Besides what's happening here on Vikings happy hour, we have Vikings hot take normally on Thursdays. Well, We're not going to have it tomorrow. I've talked to the boys today. Vikings hot takes 
looks to be moving into the Tuesday spot, taking in the huddles place. Uh, we are going to have a show next week. I don't know if it's going to be Thursday or Tuesday. We'll, we'll figure that out. But it is moving, and uh, I can't wait because Flip and Eric going at it is just absolutely fantastic. It's one of my favorite shows. It's a quick 20 minutes worth of questions. Show lasts 30 minutes in and out. You're done. And uh, they're fantastic questions. Thursday, we're having one of our podcasts, and we'll wait to announce which one, coming live in a show. Fridays, we're looking at adding a new show and talks with a couple fine gentlemen. Some of you know them online. We will announce that when that's firmed up. And then, of course, Saturdays, you have me and Darren as two old bloggers. Once the season hits, Tyler will do a brief wagering show, and we'll rock the two shows together, and we are going to have an absolute great lineup. And then again, the real Forno on Monday, along with our post-game shows, we are going to be going wall-to-ball for your Vikings entertainment, and we're going to love it. Have a good time, drink some great uh, Lake Monster beers, or whatever your beverage of choice is. Enjoy some absolute fantastic uh, Vikings football as we get spammed. Thank you, YouTube. A lot of porn coming in. <laughs> yep. Look at these comments. Let me wow. take care of that real quick. <laughs> Love chat XYZ, the best adult dating site. Well, I probably shouldn't say that. We should, uh, no, you shouldn't. We should get sponsored uh... but, or paid for, <laughs> for giving them a little advertisement. Uh, I'm surprised it took him this long tonight. <laughs> That's funny. That's All right. Stuff. But I do Thanks, want to thank everybody changer. that's Appreciate watching. you, buddy. With that, what do we say, guys? Skull Vikes. Skull Vikes. Skull Vikes. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, The Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody.